Hey, welcome to the Colorism Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah L. Webb. Thank you for tuning in. This episode is a recorded session of my live Wednesday writing workshop that I stream every week at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Instagram and Facebook. The live experience is unique and interactive, so I'd love for you to join us. For those who can't catch the lives or who want to replay the sessions for review at a later date, you can listen right here to the podcast version or view the video recording on the Colorism Healing Facebook page and YouTube channel. Please like, follow, share, and subscribe to Colorism Healing on all your favorite sites. And if you know someone who could use or appreciate any of my content, please share it with them. Now, let's let you listen. I hope you enjoy this episode. Yay. Okay, so I'm live on Instagram. Hey, Instagram. And there's Facebook. Hello, Facebook. Welcome. So as you all know, this is the Wednesday Writing Workshop. I am your host of the workshop, Sarah, Dr. Sarah L. Webb. I am the creator of Colorism Healing. So if you're following the Colorism Healing account and you don't know who I am personally, please introduce yourself. Say hello. Hey, folks. Hey, Denise Townsend. Uh, nope, don't do that. Hey, Libya. Hey, nice to see y'all. Welcome. So we're going to be getting started shortly. I'm going to give people a few more seconds to join. Um, for anyone else who's tuning in, if you haven't left a comment and said hello, please do so at this time. I'll be waving at y'all. Hey, local black gal. <laughs> also, if you would like me to use your actual name instead of your screen name, please let me know what that is. Welcome. Is that Kita Thadon? Kita Thadon. Anti-colorism. Hey, oh, we got some cool folks on here. Thank y'all for joining. So this is going to be a writing workshop, of course, with a focus on positivity and healing. And since it's National Poetry Month, we are going to be doing some poetic types of writing. Um, this is very interactive, so please continue to type in the chat as I go. If you have questions, if you have comments, feedback, hey, thanks for waving. Um, as I was saying before, too, I will be reading your comments throughout the live stream. So if you prefer me to use your a real name or a nickname, then let me know as well. Um, I have some notes here. So if I look down, I'm not ignoring you all. I just want to stay on track. <clears throat> but I believe this is like the fourth writing workshop in the series that I've done so far. The first couple, we really focused on grammar, sentence structure, that kind of thing. And then April came. April is National Poetry Writing Month. So I do want to pay homage to that. Napo Remo is the shorthand for it. Um, and focusing more on the healing aspect of the poetry too. So last week we did metaphors, we looked at metaphors, created metaphors, um, and we're going to build on that, right? But it's okay if you weren't here last week, you can still, we'll still do a review of metaphors. I'm sure all of you have learned about it at some point in your education, uh, but we'll do a quick recap of metaphors and then use that to look at, um, some healing 
aspects of poetry writing. Okay, does that sound like a plan? <laughs> um, how many of you on uh, Instagram actually like poetry? Do you write poetry on your own? Do you read poetry for fun? Anyone on here dislike poetry or hate it or not understand it? Just kind of let me know how you're feeling about that general topic. Um, I'll kind of go over like where I'm coming from with poetry. I know there are a lot of different perspectives and perceptions of what it is. Hey, Sienna, good to see you. Welcome back. <laughs> Hopefully the connection is all good this time around. Um, if you're tuning in on Facebook, make sure you say hello, introduce yourself so I know where y'all are at. Um, Again, those of you who are just joining, make sure you say hello. Um, we're gonna be starting soon on the topic of poetry. And I just asked the question, how do you feel about poetry, right? So how many people actually write it, like it? Is there anyone on here dislike it? Um, so Kita Thadon, if I'm saying that wrong, then you can type in a phonetic pronunciation for me. Um, but you said, just started back writing all together. Okay, okay, that's good. <laughs> so this live workshop could be a good boost for you in that direction as you get back in the swing of things. Um, and poetry is not just about poetry. It can help you with other kinds of writing too. So practicing poetry, thinking about metaphors, right? Because we talk in metaphors all the time. All of language uses metaphors and poetic language of some sort. Uh, Local Black Gal says, I've never written poetry, but I have read some and I really like it. Okay, good. Um, so we'll take our hand at it. Hopefully by the end of this workshop, you'll have the start of a draft of a poem. And if you've never written one, then what a milestone we are privileged to take part in. <laughs> um, Sienna says, Hey, Sarah, connection is all good. Love poetry, but my style has evolved into more descriptive prose. Okay, good. I like the idea that your style can evolve, our writing can evolve, and depending on what phase of life we're in, right, we might need to do different kinds of writing. Um, Kits of the Dawn, I am still looking for my rhythm, and you're, you pronounce, you pronounced it right, love. Okay, thank you. I'm glad. I just, I just did the phonetic pronunciation. Um, Denise says, I used to love reading, wrote a poem when POTUS 44 was elected. <laughs> Good. I'll have to hear that someday. Maybe you can give me a call and let me hear it. Um, hashtag 44. We do have a viewer on um, Facebook. Uh, Sereda Lachey. Hi, I'm in North Florida. Welcome from North Florida. Poetry is cool, yet I don't compose any. Okay, that's fine. So this could be a beginning poetry workshop since most people are just getting back into the swing of writing or don't have a lot of experience writing poetry per se. Um, and again, since you're just joining, the one of the reasons why I'm focusing on poetry is because it's National Poetry Writing Month. And during that month, poets and non-poets all over the world are writing a poem a day. So every day in the month of April, the goal of National Poetry Writing Month is to write a poem a day. But it's also just to celebrate poetry in its various forms, whether you just read a poem a day or just talk about poetry every day. Um, and obviously this is a weekly workshop, so we're not doing this every day. But every Wednesday at four, if you like what you experience here, come back next week um, for more of that. Um, and again, I am Sarah Webb. Um, so poetry, jumping into the workshop now, I kind of want to talk more about um, what poetry is 
for me and how I'm approaching it for this workshop, right? Um, it can be a polarizing subject. I also teach poetry at the University of Illinois in Springfield. And so I have students all the time tell me they hate poetry. They, they don't understand why um, you need to use figurative language. Why can't you just get straight to the point, right? All these kinds of things. Um, and then also reading it and not being able to understand it, right? Um, but Audre Lorde, give me a thumbs up if you've ever heard of Audre Lorde, the poet and the um, thought leader, Audre Lorde, um, has written an essay, wrote an essay called Poetry is Not a Luxury, right? Um, also, for those of you who don't know, I have a writing contest too. So that's why I focus so much on writing. I'm combining my passions for writing and colorism into one. Okay, Sienna says she's heard of Audre Lorde. Yes, Katithadon <laughs> has heard of Audre Lorde. Um, and so in the first, uh, you see I have a couple of the books and stuff from the writing contest behind me, but in the first book here, I quoted Audre Lorde's essay, Poetry is Not a Luxury, right? So one of the myths about poetry is that it's not serious. It's kind of just um, like nursery rhymes, like a kid's thing, right? Um, but I'm going to read to you what Audre Lorde said about poetry. She said, poetry is not a luxury. It is a vital necessity of our existence. It forms the quality of the light within which we predicate our hopes and dreams towards survival and change. First made into language, then into idea, then into more tangible action. Poetry is the way we help give name to the nameless so it can be thought. The farthest horizons of our hopes and fears are cobbled by our poems, carved from the rock experiences of our daily lives, right? So I love that quote because um, one of the reasons why I wanted to have the colorism healing writing contest in the first place was I saw the potential for poetry to address our real world issues, right? So poetry not just being an escape from the world, but poetry actually being a way to engage with the world, a way to help create the world and envision the world that we want, right? Um, I'm saying hello to some more folks on Facebook. Hey, Gail, nice to see you. It's been a while. Um, Gail says, hey, I just need to hear people talk about poetry right now. I read and write it, especially during hard times. Yes, and that is the focus of this particular poetry workshop is looking at the healing potential of poetry, the cathartic uses of it to help us process difficult situations to help us process difficult emotions. So you're in the right place. Um, Sarita, let me know if I'm pronouncing your name right. Sarita Lachey says they don't understand that a lot of their fave music is just poetry as lyrics. This is true, right? So poetry is all around us in the world. Um, a lot of times it's in the form of music, right? Or in a jingle on a commercial, right? So poetry is a part of our world. Um, and it is, um, as Gail is wanting to express, as Audre Lorde is expressing in her quotes from her essay, um, it is a great tool to use in a world that is often um, not quite what we want it to be yet, right? <laughs> um, and so last week we looked at some metaphors. And so I want to build on the idea of metaphor, right? Does anyone know what a metaphor is? Thumbs up if you... Hey, Diana, welcome to the live. <laughs> Diana is actually in one of my poetry classes, so she's getting a double dose of a poetry workshop for me. Um, but give me a thumbs up or a heart or a smiley face if you know what a metaphor is. A metaphor is basically comparing two things, right? You are pronouncing it well. Oh, awesome. All right. Um, a metaphor 
compares to things with the purpose of understanding something better, right? So helping us to understand what love is. For example, we use metaphors, right? Like love is a battlefield, right? So we use metaphors like love is a battlefield um, to better understand what love is like. You know what I mean? Think about a, a child, right? Who's maybe has never fallen in love. And you're like, they're asking you, well, well, you know, auntie or mom or cousin, what is love like, you know? And you're like, well, love is like a battlefield, right? So you use that comparison to help that person better understand this abstract concept, you know? Um, are there any other metaphors that you all use or have heard on a daily basis, right? Love is a battlefield is one. Um, love is war, right? That's another good one. Um, I think about, um, the concept of this is a breeze. So sometimes we don't even realize we're using poetry in our everyday speech, but we are. When you say, oh, that was a breeze. Was it really a breeze? Was it literally a breeze? Or is that a metaphor to suggest that something was kind of easy, right? Um, so if you have your favorite metaphor, drop that down in the comments because we will be building on a metaphor going forward in this poetry workshop. And again, as always, no matter what time you join, make sure you say hello so that I can acknowledge you. Um, some of these usernames I won't be able to pronounce, but I see you. It's RK Sandu 14. Welcome. Uh, life is a roller coaster. Local black gal on Instagram said life is a roller coaster. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Emotional ups and downs, right? And like highs and lows, all of that. Raining cats and dogs is a good one. Yes. Raining cats and dogs is a very common metaphor. Um, just means it's raining really heavy, right? Raining like crazy. Um, thank y'all for those examples. Did I miss any? Did I miss any? I love the multicolored thumbs up, by the way. All the, the rainbow of thumbs. <laughs> That's exciting to see. Um, so we're going to try our draft of a poem based on another poem by Lucille Clifton, right? So I already mentioned Audre Lorde as a poet, right? But there's another poet named Lucille Clifton um, who wrote a poem called What the Mirror Said. Um, so I'm gonna read that poem a couple of times and that's gonna be like a model poem for us, right? To talk about using a metaphor, but also writing poetry to deal with difficult situations, to use poetry, um, to kind of empower ourselves, right? Use poetry to process uh, difficult feelings or um, even gain self-awareness, right? So I'm gonna read Lucille Clifton's poem. Um, and if you haven't heard of her, uh, I recommend her poetry as well as Audre Lorde's. So again, what I'm reading now is Lucille Clifton's poem, What the Mirror Said. Listen, you will wonder you a city of a woman. You got a geography of your own. Listen, somebody need a map to understand you. Somebody need directions to move around you. Listen, woman, you not a no place, anonymous girl. Mister with his hand on you, he got his hands on some damn body. So that was Lucille Clifton's What the Mirror Said. So I want you all to listen again as I read it and see if you can identify 
some of the metaphors in the poem, right? So Lucille Clifton kind of has an extended metaphor in this poem. So if you can identify what that is, then go ahead and type it in the comments, right? Some of the metaphors that you hear in the poem as I read it, or if you know from the first round of reading it. Listen, you will wonder, you a city of a woman, you got a geography of your own. Listen, somebody need a map to understand you. Somebody need directions to move around you. Listen, woman, you not a no place, anonymous girl. Mister with his hand on you, he got his hand on some damn body. Yes, okay. So I see some responses already in terms of what the metaphor is in that poem by Lucille Clifton. City of a woman, absolutely, right? That is the central metaphor, geography of your own. Denise Townsend on Instagram is saying this, responding to what the metaphors are in this poem. Absolutely, right? So comparing this woman, right, as if the mirror is talking, right? How many of us look in the mirror <laughs> and talk to the reflection, right? Or imagine that the reflection is talking back to us, right? And telling us something, right? I even think about the show, the TV show Insecure. If you're familiar with the TV show Insecure with Issa Rae, she has a lot of scenes where she's in the mirror, you know, usually rapping, writing poetry, writing lyrics and wrapping them in the mirror, right? And the mirror often talks back to her. Um, so this is a poem kind of like that, right? Where we can imagine a woman looking in the mirror and having this dialogue with herself, right? Um, local black gal says, somebody need a map to navigate you. I don't think I quoted it right. Um, yeah, so I think that is the uh, correct quotation. Somebody need a map to understand you. Yeah, that's what it is. And somebody need directions to move around you. But that is definitely part of that extended metaphor, you're right, of comparing the woman to a city, right? Um, where there are twists and turns, right? There are intersections, there are alleyways, there are broadways, there are side streets, there are main streets, right? There are corners, there are curves, there are neighborhoods, right? Think about how complex a city is as a system, right? And so she's telling this woman that you are complex, right? So basically the deeper understanding that we have about the woman or that the woman in the poem sees for herself is that she is bigger than maybe she's showing up in this experience, right? Um, and so I, I been, have been thinking about this poem a lot. It was actually part of my dissertation. I've been thinking about it a lot recently, um, again, because so many people right now are having um, to process difficult feelings or hard times for various reasons. A lot of it is related to coronavirus and COVID-19 and the fallout from that, right? People losing jobs or losing hours on their jobs, right? Or just transitioning, um, even just having to isolate, right? The social distancing, right? So we are going through a difficult time for various reasons. But then on top of that, right? I recently also um, was part of a, another tragic event that was separate from the coronavirus myself, right? And so having a lot of um, stuff to process, I've been thinking a lot about poetry and how we can use that to sort of heal and address that inner conflict as well as think about external conflict. Um, Y'all still with me? I'm seeing a lot of people joining on Instagram. 
Um, Veggie Dia, hey Veggie, Rakia Pav, welcome y'all. Um, so as you join, please say hello. Um, I like to shout everybody out. Uh, you're joining a poetry writing workshop and I just read a sample poem, a model poem by Lucille Clifton. Um, and so for all of you, I hope you have pen and paper out. If you don't, um, you can do this in your head or you can do it directly in the chat. No pressure either way. Um, but I want you to think about um, maybe a frustrating situation that you've experienced. It could be recent, it could be current, or it could be in the distant past, right? Um, think about uh, a difficult emotion that you've experienced recently, right? Or that you experienced um, a long time ago, or maybe that you're still working through right now, right? Um, a lot of people um, feel things, but because we're so busy, uh, we don't have time to actually stop and say, oh, this is what I'm actually feeling, right? Or this is actually what's going on, right? And so poetry, writing poetry, writing in your journal, or just um, keeping a, a narrative of what's going on can be a good way um, to reflect on what you're actually feeling and not just get bogged down in the day-to-day to-do lists that we all have to get done, right? Um, so think about um any number of difficult situations you've been in right if we return to the lucille clifton poem we don't get to see the difficult situation until the end of the poem right and so for the character in the poem we realize that there's a mister with his hands on her right mister with his hands on you, right? So somebody's touching her inappropriately, probably a situation of domestic violence, right? Um, and so there are different situations that you will come up in, come up against in life, right? Um, and I want you to think about not only that situation, but I want you to think about who you are in that situation, okay? So let me back up and explain. So in the poem, we realize that there's a woman who is being handled inappropriately by a mister of some sort, right? An unnamed male figure. Um, but the narrator is telling her that in that situation, she is a wonder. She is valuable. She is more than just um, a thing that somebody can put their hands on, right? She's a city. She's so complex that it requires a map to understand her, right? For somebody to really access her soul, her person, um, they need directions. Um, so we're not only thinking about a difficult situation like social distancing, but we're also thinking about who we are in that situation. And that's where the metaphor comes in at. Um, so you don't have to write your difficult situation in the comments. You don't have to um, explain what it is. But when you have it, if you are following along, some people might just be here to listen, right, and not actually do the writing. But if you are actually taking a stab at the writing part itself or the writing piece itself, right, just let me know if you've um, come up with a situation that you are particularly interested in um, using poetry as a vehicle to process it, right? Or a vehicle to express what's going on, right? Or a mode of catharsis for you. Um, I am, again, thinking about poetry as a tool for healing. And when I say healing, I don't just mean the really, really traumatic 
things that a lot of us think about, but even just healing the microaggression at the grocery store, right? If somebody is following you in the store, right? That's not like um, years of trauma, right? It's just one small moment, but it can ruin your day, right? It can ruin your mood, right? Or if someone cuts you off in traffic, right? All these little, little seemingly smaller events can also go into a poem, right? Can also be um, healed in a sense through the writing process. So that's a big part of what I hope to do, right? And what I hope to do with the writing contest and with all of my content, right? As a writer and wanting to address issues of colorism. Um, okay, so I'm trying to see who's with me and I'm not sure who's actually doing the writing and who's following along. But if you're writing and you're just not typing in the comments, um, I want you to brainstorm a metaphor for who you are in that specific difficult situation, okay? And if you are just joining, um, go ahead and say hello. But just to recap, we're doing a poetry workshop on based on a Lucille Clifton poem called What the Mirror Said. And in that poem, the character is going through a difficult situation, but there's a metaphor of the woman as a city, right? As having a geography of her own as she's dealing with that situation, right? So she's bigger than her problem. Um, hello, Slaylest, welcome. Sienna says, the last few months I've used poetry to guide me through heartache and a new career change. Absolutely, um, Sienna, thank you for, sharing that with us, right? So what Sienna on Instagram, for those of you who are on Facebook, you won't see this comment, but one of the Instagram viewers, Sienna said that she's used poetry to guide her through heartache as well as a new career change, right? And so I think it's interesting that she's using poetry for a difficult situation and also what would be seen as a positive situation, right? Maybe changing careers, getting a new job, right? That could be um, not seen as a negative thing, but still, a situation that might cause stress, right? Or a situation that requires um, a lot of transition and change, right? That can be difficult for that reason, even if it's also a happy transition. Um, so I'm gonna share, as you all are thinking about your own situations and your own metaphors for who you are in that situation, I'm gonna share a little poem that I wrote um, in preparation for this based on that same prompt, right? And so my metaphor is a notebook. No surprise there, <laughs> since I am a writer and I'm on here to share writing and promote writing. Um, so I just wrote a quick draft and I said, you're a notebook of a woman. You've got reams of potential, so much to say. You are the author of your own life. They try to shut you, close you, rip out your insides, tear you down your spine, burn your substance to ashes, but you are a notebook of a woman and there will always be another page. Um, so for me, I turn to the metaphor that, um, it may be a little obvious, but also significant for me, right? So I you know, did a YouTube video a few, a couple of months ago about notebooks and how I have a love for notebooks. And the notes that I'm using for this live stream are written in a notebook, right? And so I do see myself as turning to notebooks 
for all of my life, the difficult situations, the happy situations, the planning and all that stuff. So that was a proper metaphor for me, right? So for each of you thinking about the metaphors of who you are in life, in the various situations of life, particularly in the difficult situations in life, um, your metaphor could be drastically different. Um, now I'm just pretty, hey, now I'm just pretty welcome. Um, love, absolutely, hearts. Uh, Sienna says, yes, stress, disappointment, and learning patience. Woo, yes. Learning patience, disappointment, and stress. I'm right there with you. Um, I think I have been practicing gratitude and I'm very grateful for a lot. I'm grateful that I still am employed during this time, for example, teaching, transitioning to online classes and that kind of thing. Um, but in the, along with that gratitude is the acknowledgement that the situation is still difficult in different ways, right? Um, disappointment about people's birthdays and you know weddings and graduations being canceled or just other kinds of things. And then again, learning patience, right? Whether it's learning patience to wait out this social distancing period, learning patience with yourself if you're starting a new job or a new career. For me too, I'm like a year and a half in going on two years in my own new job and the learning curve is pretty steep um, for various parts of that job, right? And But you want to be like stellar from on day one, right? And so even being patient with yourself as well as being patient with your situations. Um, and so, I think we're going to, what time? Yeah, so it's about 4.27 now. So I'm gonna to start to wrap it up, wind it down. Um, and this video, I do post these on YouTube um, afterwards and I they'll be available on Facebook as well. So if you were not writing now during the live stream, but you wanna replay the video and do this writing exercise in your own time so that you're not rushed and so that you can actually take the time to think of metaphors for who you are in various situations this will be available to rewatch. And if you do try this exercise later on, let me know that you did, that you tried it and how it went. I would love to know for sure. Um, and even if you're just joining, we've been on for about uh, 30 minutes now, still say hello. <laughs> um, I still wanna say, hey, even if uh, you're tuning in um, later. Um, so a quick recap. Um, I do these writing workshops every Wednesday at four. This is something I relatively new. This is about my fourth one, so I've been doing it for about a month. Um, and I'm going to continue doing them indefinitely. As I said, I do repost them, so you can always go back and do the writing exercises afterwards on your own time. And the purpose is to combine my passions for writing and colorism healing. In today's workshop, we focused on that healing part, right? And how poetry, because it's National Poetry Month, can be such a great vehicle for that healing, for processing difficult situations and emotions. Um, so we have a comment from Denise Townsend and she says, I had a moment in my car one day um, reliving the memories of losing my nephew. Immediately I picked up my little journal and wrote a poem. It helped a lot. I feel he was looking at me. Denise, that is such a beautiful story. Thank you. So sorry for the loss of your nephew. Um, but I'm glad to hear that you were able to turn to something to help you in that moment of grief, right? Um, definitely keep notebooks in my purse all the time, right? For similar reasons. Um, but I think that's a great example of how uh, 
you know, a difficult feeling can come upon us at any time without warning, you know? Um, and so we all have various ways of coping with that, of processing those emotions. Um, and I advocate for writing and journaling as one of those ways. You know, you could also call a friend or, you know, just cry, you know, maybe go running, exercise. Um, but if you are um, inclined to write anyway, uh, then it's definitely a great tool as well for processing emotions like grief and other things. Um, so I always leave with homework as well. Um, and so the homework is to give another try at using poetry to reflect on your emotions and your difficult situations. Um, so this is one instance of thinking about poetry in a healing sense to process difficult emotions in hard times. Um, so your homework is to do this again to try it one more time without the live session format, right? So kind of in your bed at home or at your writing desk at home, without me talking in your ear, right? Without the chat and the comments popping up on the screen. Um, definitely go at this a second time in terms of thinking about a difficult situation and feel free to borrow metaphors or to throw out the metaphor idea altogether and just free write what comes to your head. Um, I think the metaphor from the Lucille Clifton poem, for example, um, is also a way of processing a difficult situation because again, the purpose of metaphors is not just to have interesting contrasts or interesting comparisons, it is to better understand something. It is to better understand an idea, right? So that's why we use metaphors. So I do encourage you to try using metaphors as you're trying to process your situation and how you're feeling about it. Um, Cause it can, I guess, give you additional insight, right? Into what's really going on. Um, so that's your homework. Um, and then I always leave with an affirmation as well. Um, and this is, probably like kind of cliche or corny to some people, but I really love the Lucille Clifton poem, especially that ending. So the affirmation I'm gonna leave with you today is from the Lucille Clifton poem, and that's that you are somebody. Yes, you are somebody. And when I say that, I mean, you are worthy, you are valuable, right? You are not just a thing, you are not a no place. You have a geography of your own. Um, so remember that even in hard times, even when you're stressed or disappointed, you are somebody, right, of relevance, of importance. Um, I love you all. I look forward to doing this again next week. If you have um, an idea for a writing topic that you'd really like me to discuss, we can go back to grammar. Um, I think a lot of people liked the grammar workshops because not only were they positive and affirmative, but they also like learn where to put commas and stuff. <laughs> so if you would like to talk about a form of punctuation, I'm definitely happy to bring that back as well. Um, stay safe. Yes, all of you stay safe. Thank you, Denise. I will stay safe up here in Illinois and wherever you are. I'm sending you love and peace and blessings and joy. Love y'all. Bye. <laughs> Yay. Bye. Thanks, local black gal and Tiana for tuning in. Hey, Coastal Flower, you'll have to rewatch the um, replay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Now I'm just pretty. I'm glad you were able to catch a bit of it. Um, I, it'll be up in my live stories on Instagram too, so you all can catch it there.
Hey again, before you go, I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with someone you know. I hope you can tune in for the next one. And until then, I'm wishing you lots of love.